Kendall and Casey show. And yes, in addition to picking the next mayor of Indianapolis, the other big municipal race on the ballots getting a lot of attention is the uh, the plan to pick the next mayor of Carmel, Mayor Jim Brainerd, not running for re-election. And on the Republican side, there is not one, not two, but three different people who would really like that title. One of them joins us now, Fred Glenn. Fred, how's it going? Good. How are you, Rob? I'm great. Thanks for joining us on the DriveHubler.com hotline. All right, so there's all sorts of drama going on over this Carmel's mayor, mayor's race. It's what we expected. We'll get into that in just a little bit. You have said for a long time, and you challenged Jim Brainerd uh, in 2019, you've said Carmel needs to go another direction, specifically as it relates to fiscal responsibility. Tell. Uh, well, fiscal responsibility... Uh, right now, we got $1.5 billion in debt. Most of it's related to TIF financing. Not all of that TIF is successful. Um, we, we need to do an audit of the CRC. We've we bailed out the hotel. Um, we've had to put tax, uh, new taxes in place to cover all this stuff. We live in a very good community, Carmel, but I just think it's time to do a pivot and start bringing in responsible development instead of taxpayer-funded development uh, and go that direction instead of the direction we're going. And I think we're on the map now, so we no longer need to give away taxpayer dollars to induce companies to come here, entice companies to come here. Fred Glenn's our guest, running for mayor of Carmel, Republican. There are three folks running for the mayor of Carmel. We'll get to that in just a second. Let's talk about that, Fred, because, you you know, you we've seen for a long time in Carmel, they have said, well, yes, we spend a lot of money. Yes, the government is from a hotels to reflexive pools to palladiums. We're in all this stuff, but it's fine because it all pays for itself and it doesn't matter. Do they have a point? Well, some of the stuff will pay for itself. It's, it's tax increment financing. So what they do is they take your taxpayer dollars and say if, if and go to a developer and say, look, if you develop something on this land, how we ask you to, we can provide this amount of taxpayer dollars to pay for a certain amount of the infrastructure before you have to build the building, which will save the developer quite a bit of money and it's quite an enticement. Most of the development that they do, though, is not profitable, and that's why they got to do it that way. And we don't know if this is going to work long term because we have not been doing it that long. Uh, this is not, uh, you know, I mean, I, I would say that some of it works, but some of it doesn't. And, and you know, we can do this without using those taxpayer dollars because some of those TIF dollars have not worked out for the consumer or for the taxpayer. And other, some of these TIF projects are being paid for by the taxpayer. We've got something called a special benefits tax in place. So not all of it is going to pay for itself. And eventually we're going to have to pay, pay the bill. There's a lot of people, though, in Carmel. Look, elections are for public office are just like elections for high school class officers. They're ultimately kind of popularity contests. And there's a lot of people in Carmel who really like the stuff. And, and you and I might look at that and go, boy, the government's in a lot of areas it shouldn't be. But ultimately, it's for the folks to decide. How do you make this case when, for whatever it's been, 25 years or more now, you've had Jim Brainerd who has been bringing the stuff? How do you tell the people, hey, wait a second, maybe we shouldn't have all the stuff? Well, for the first time in a long time, the two biggest issues that are concerning to the voters that, are, that will vote in this primary are debt and overdevelopment, uh, specifically when it comes to population density. And I'm not saying that I don't like Carmel. I wouldn't be running if I didn't like Carmel or I, you know, I, if I didn't like some of the stuff that's going on. Um, but I'm just saying, look, it's time to take a little bit of a pivot. Uh, but like I said, compared to four years ago, voters are very concerned about debt and they're very concerned about uh, overdevelopment, especially when it comes to population density. So I think the message is there. And I think that we, you know, our message is resonating with those voters. Uh, Fred Glenn, our guest running for mayor of Carmel. And look, I think Carmel, especially with the decline of Indianapolis, 
Indianapolis, the importance of Carmel. And that's why we're more than willing to to have you on the show. By the way, uh, full disclosure, we did reach out to the other two candidates, did not hear back uh, from them. They are welcome to come on the program if they'd like. I think Carmel's very important because, Fred, with the decline of Indianapolis, a lot of stuff now going to, to Fishers, to Noblesville, and certainly Carmel. Carmel's really a, a high-profile economic player in the state of Indiana. Yeah, yeah, it is, and, and we got a lot of people that want to come here. Uh, we got uh, safe, we got really good, uh, safe uh, community. We got still got good schools. I know that there's been some controversy, and we're we're trying to get different candidates to run in this type of stuff. But uh, we got good schools. Uh, you know, this is a good place to raise your family, and we're starting to get entertainment options downtown, just like Fisher's is. So, I mean, there's a lot to offer uh, people that are, that are coming to Carmel. We just want to say, hey, when you come here. Uh, realize that that there's a reason that that things are this way, and it's because of the way that we've been doing things for so long when it comes to public safety and that type of thing. Uh, so I think it, you're right; it will become more and more important. Hopefully, Indianapolis doesn't decline that much. Uh, but you know, we're 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 on the map now, Carmel. That's for sure. Joe Hogshead is doing his absolute best to hand you development, uh, Fred. So hopefully, you guys will somebody at least will take advantage of it. Uh, if you need a warehouse or single family high density housing unit, uh, Brownsburg's the place for you. But if you need something nice, Carmel or Fishers or Noblesville seems to be the place uh, place for that. All right, so let's <laughs> let's talk about the drama in this race. You got two other people you're running against. And one of the there has been now been allegations against one of these candidates that he's essentially like strong arming people, going, "Hey, if you want to do business with this town, you better be voting for me because if I found out you didn't support me, well, you're out of here." Did I did I uh, uh, describe that properly? Well, those are the accusations, and the reason that those came out is because two of the candidates they're running, uh, one's been on the city council for twelve years, the other's been on the city council for sixteen years. And 90 to 99 percent of the time uh, with those two candidates, they've been aligned with the current mayor. So they travel in the same circles. So if one person was able to get those developers to developers, vendors, contractors and that sort of thing to only donate to him and then say, look, if you donate to her, then you will not do business at Carmel anymore. That basically chokes her off from being able to raise as much money as him. And that's why she's upset, because they travel in the same circles. And they go to the same people for donations. The reason that I wasn't very vocal in that is because that's not the people I'm going to money going to to get donations. Most of my donations are are from people, uh, everyday people from Carmel that that just want good government. So that's why that drama is there is because those two are fighting over the same group of donors that do business with the city. And she mentioned that fact that they were threatened and not able to donate to her. Those are the accusations. But, I mean, that people need to understand that's the only reason that came up is because they're, they're, they got almost the same platform and they're fighting over the same donors. Yeah, you know, this race is really interesting because there's three of you running. And as you said, the other two are at least politically kind of really aligned with the mayor. The mayor did endorse one of them. Um, but but if you're somebody who is – because the, the kind of the, the – the uh, abil- inability, that's what I was looking for. The inability to get rid of Jim Brainerd has bothered conservatives in Carmel for a long time. This probably gives them the best chance, right? Because these two, the other two, politically, are probably splitting, maybe not 50-50, but they're splitting that traditional Carmel Republican, Jim Brainerd, liberal Republican vote. You're clearly the most conservative person in the race. Well, the thing is, too, it, it, what's also worth noting is in 2019, I run on a platform of serving the taxpayers serving the community and keeping Carmel beautiful. It's not like I'm running to tear anything down. Uh, and, and, you know, it's a practical thing with, with in the conservative stuff we're talking about is fiscal conservatives being careful with taxpayer dollars. In 2019, that resonated more than any other candidates ran against him. We got the most against that mayor that anybody ever has, which is probably the reason why he's not running now. 
Um, so I, it, will they split the vote? That's the conventional wisdom among some people, but we're not we're not out there with that message. We're out there with a message that saying, hey, we are different than them, and we you do have another option. And I think that it'll even resonate more now than it did four years ago. But, yeah, they're definitely running the, almost the same platform. Fred Glenn, our guest, running for mayor of Carmel. All right, Fred, so what, what is the – what does the final couple of weeks of the campaign look like? Obviously, early voting has started. People can cast their ballot at any time. I assume you're just sprinting to as many doors as possible uh, because, let's face it, with three people running, if you do as well as you did in 2019, you're probably the next mayor of Carmel. That's got to be at the, the forefront of your thoughts. Well, yeah, and, and uh, but also in, in the last two weeks, things get a little bit strange, that's for sure. Like in the debate we did, I was told by several people that watched the debate that I did well, uh, making my case to the voters. And one of the things that I mentioned in the debate was um, bringing in an outside audit. Um, and I mentioned things like um, zero-based budgeting. And then all of a sudden, one of my opponents put that on a platform and put a mailer out. <laughs> so, so there was a mailer in the mail yesterday from, from, from uh, uh, Councilwoman Finkham, Finkham that had my platform from the debate on one of her mailers. So, you know, that's the type of weird stuff you see in the last two weeks is, is that type of thing where people want to shift their views all of a sudden at the last minute to try to get new voters. And, that, and that's fine. But I, you're right. We, we need to sprint out there. We got a good message of fiscal responsibility. We got a good uh, message of preserving neighborhoods. We got a good message of saying downtown, look, we don't have to keep packing in density of mixed use development. We can focus on entertainment and dining options for our entire community and focus on neighborhoods and fiscal responsibility for the rest of the city. Um, so I think that that message will resonate in this last two weeks. But, yeah, we got to get that to as many people as possible. Yeah, again, in fairness, we did reach out to both of the other candidates. We have not heard back from either one of them. They're welcome to come on the show. I got no dog in the fight. I don't live in Carmel, but I do think Carmel's super important. Fred, we'll get you out of here with this. Uh, have you secured the most important vote in Carmel, that being the vote of Tony Katz? Um, I Tony Katz, I don't know. I You know, he, if I went and asked him today, I'm sure he would not tell me. <laughs> <laughs> he would not. Tony Katz, if you went and asked him, if, if I went and asked him, he will not disclose who he's voting for. So I, I have no idea if I'm getting Tony's vote at all. I hope I would get Tony's vote. I think that we share a lot of the same, um, you know, the same views when it comes to taxpayer dollars. And I know Tony likes living in Carmel. I do, too. And it's not like I'm trying to tear anything down or that type of thing. We need to keep Carmel beautiful. But we need to pivot on development, do it in a fiscally responsible manner going forward. I think Tony would share that view as well. All right, Fred, if people want to learn more about you and your campaign, how can they do it? FredGlynn.com. And I want to remind everybody that early voting has begun. If you agree with our message, we need you to get out. Because a lot of times people that agree with that message don't get out in the primary. Early voting has begun at the Judicial Center and at the Hamilton County Fairgrounds, as well as in Carmel at the Wilfunk Pavilion and Jill Perlman Pavilion. So you can vote in all in those locations locations early right now. All right. This week. all right, Fred Glenn. Thank you, my friend. Good luck. Thank you. 93 WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey Show.